Welcome to True to the Words book review. This week's review is for the book How to Memorize the Bible Fast and Easy, written by Adam Haugi and read by David Golightly. The book outline is as follows. Have you ever struggled in your meditation time? Would you like a real working method that will help you know your Bible like the back of your hand? In this book, you will discover a detailed but simple method that will propel your ability to memorize scripture beyond anything you ever thought possible. So does the book have Christianity as its foundation? Obviously it does, as it's based on having a closer work with God by memorizing and understanding his word better. How did the book cause reflection on God's commandments? If I think about commandment, the first commandment, promoting God as the only God, James 1, 5-8 speaks of asking God for wisdom and help, and we can do this through his Holy Spirit to ask for help and wisdom on how we memorize scripture. When it comes to the second commandment about being free from idols, the connection is, is that when we put focus on God's word, we are receiving correction according to God's will, which pulls us away from worldly idols. I'm thinking of 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. That says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The scripture from 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 would apply really to the rest of the commandments. What connection did the subject matter have with Christian standards? If I think of the first one, scripture alone, Obviously, it's based on scripture, so there is, that's the main connection there. The Bible is our only authority, and we are being called to put God's word in our heart. His, his, his word says so, and this book encourages us to memorize the Bible by heart, flawlessly. The author references Psalm 119, 9-16, which talks about cleansing our way by taking heed to God's word, not wandering from God's commandments. Hide in the word of God in our heart to avoid sin. Being taught according to God's will, which is his word. To meditate on the word of God. To know God's ways, his will and his character. To delight in the word of God instead of worldly pleasures. And not to forget scripture. And how do we remember scripture if we don't memorize it? Haugi also referenced Psalm 1, 1-3 which speaks of meditating day and night on God's word. He also mentions Proverbs 4, 20-21, that says, Keep God's words in the mists of your heart. And there's John 15, 7-8, which says, Abide in me and my words abide in you. How he defined the word abide, he said it came from the Greek meno or mino, and that means to dwell or to continue in the presence of. We also had Colossians 3.16, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And there are just a couple more verses he mentions, James 1.22.25 that says, be doers of the word, not just hearers, deceiving yourselves. Look into the perfect law of liberty and continue in it. A doer of the work will be blessed. Joshua 1.8, that says the book of law shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate on God's word day and night. Observe and do according to all that is in it. And 1 Corinthians 8.1, that says, 
Don't memorize the Bible to be prideful about your knowledge. Hauge asks an important question. Imagine going to share the word of God in a foreign country where the Bible is not permitted. What do we do then? So he is saying it's important to have the word of God in our hearts for any occasion. What he says, backed up by scripture, reminds me of 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Hauge encourages his users to approach memorizing the Bible with an open heart, to apply discipline and make sacrifices in order to make the time to memorize the word. He refers to Matthew 6.33 and Hebrews 11.6, verses that speak of faithfully seeking God. As the book is about scripture, then it covers all of the Christian standards. For example, our salvation being only through Jesus Christ, that can be found in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, Isaiah 59, 12. There are a couple of others. I will just maybe say one or two verses and then I'll list the rest of them in the information, either in the blog or on the podcast. Jesus' second coming, Titus 2, 11 through 13. The Sabbath, Genesis 2, 1 through 3, Exodus 28. The state of the dead. John 3, 13, 1 John 4, 12, you also have 1 Corinthians 15, 50-55. The sanctuary where Jesus is now can be found in 1 Timothy 2, 4-5, as well as Hebrews 7, 24-25. And then we have the standards of Christian living. Marriage, covenant between one man and one woman, that can be found in Matthew 19, 4-5. The man's role as a leader of his home and local church, Genesis 3.16, 1 Corinthians 11.3. The value of human life, Jeremiah 1, 4-5, Psalm 139, 13-14. Modesty in dress, 1 Timothy 2.9. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.19-20. So how did the book impact my faith? I love the way the Bible starts and have thought about learning the creation account by heart. So when I listened to this book, I asked the Lord for help to do it. The first evening after reading most of this book, I started reading the first few lines of the creation account and could recite verses 1 to 5 by heart the next day. Now this is considering I do not like to rote learn or recite things as this was forced upon me at school. However, being able to recite the words of God is wonderful. After I have finished learning the creation account, I want to, under prayer, learn more Psalms. I understand that this book was about learning entire books of the Bible or even the entire Bible. There is no scripture to back up that God wants us to learn his entire word, word for word. In my experience, being able to know verses, Psalms and chapters is a blessing because they can be recited efficiently in different situations. A verse from the Bible can provide immediate comfort to someone. I understand the author's point about being in a country where the Bible is not permitted and being able to recite it back to someone. But as all of God's word is profitable for doctrine, proof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, as stated in 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, then verses or chapters are equally important as whole books. 
So to answer the question, yes, the book did impact my faith. I have learned more Bible verses in the last year, including a few Psalms, but this book has given me the motivation to actively do it instead of relying solely on repeated exposure through reading, Bible study, and songs. Did the book leave me with questions or further reflection? It did. Haugi said, pray or worship before memorizing the text until you feel the Spirit, then proceed. Then you can memorize through the Spirit. My reflection is this. I have become better at having a running dialogue with God and Jesus. So praying is not something I think of as stopping and starting or for particular occasions in the day or things like that. My dialogue with the Lord has pauses and so I approach his word. Sometimes I I pray a specific prayer and other times I talk about what is on my mind or what I I'm intended to do what I desire to do according to God's will. I have felt the Spirit. Sometimes it's when I initiate a conversation with the Lord, and other times I feel prompted to have a conversation. The same goes for worship. Sometimes I approach worship after an incident or a thought, and other times I feel called to worship. Either way, it amounts to worship happening throughout the day without me necessarily thinking, Now I am going to worship God. So when he says, pray or worship before memorizing text until you feel the Spirit, then proceed, I'm thinking this would maybe happen anyway if you are having a natural dialogue with God throughout the day. And then maybe you feel prompted to to go to the text. That was just a thought. Haug recommends that we memorize scripture that has real-life application, as it is easier to retain and apply when there is a connection. He references John 14, 26. Uh, That's a verse that says that the Holy Spirit helps us to retain the word of of God. And I definitely relate to his, his point. The creation account came to mind straight away because of Sabbath and my motivation to always remember who created me and how it all began. So there's a, there was a huge connection for me with Genesis chapters 1 and then the first couple of uh, verses of chapter 2. He mentions about learning. I personally feel secure in doing the same thing as a routine. It gives me the opportunity to, to perfect my skills and increase my confidence, but I don't like route learning. But I find learning scripture through songs very effective. Haug seems to dismiss that we learn differently. And route learning, while it works for the majority, is not the best for everyone. He goes off on an intense tangent about route learning and how it is the only way to learn scripture. However, he encourages us to rely on the Holy Spirit in faith and to not try to memorize based on our flesh. That will only take us so far, relying on our flesh. He references John 14 to 26, Romans 8, 16, and 2 Corinthians 12, 9, which speak of the giving of the Holy Spirit's power when we are humble. Helgi suggests we pray on what to memorize, and whatever sticks out, memorize it, as this is a sign from the Holy Spirit. The author's intense instruction about Route learning combined with how to rely on the Spirit seemed contradictory at first. 
but when I think about how I approach things, it may not be. Prayer comes first, as Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And after prayer, I engage my will to use my flesh in the process since we are called to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's from Matthew 22.7. So we are presented ourselves to be utilized by the Holy Spirit, a two-way communication. We do to the limit our flesh is able to do as an act of worship and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. At least that's the way that I approach things and... um, I feel like I have this two-way communication with the Lord in that in that sense. I like the word Hauge used in the final chapter, applying the method. The word he used was diligence. When we present ourselves with diligence to the Lord, he will bless it. As his word says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's from Jeremiah 29.13. So as a summary... I liked how Adam Hauge spoke of the difference between knowledge and wisdom and urges us to reflect on why we want to memorize and recite scripture. Is it to appear spiritual, which is based on pride, or to put God's word in our hearts and share it with others for his glory? How to memorize the Bible fast and easy is an intense and worthwhile book to read or listen to. While listening to it, I was drawn to verses and chapters that I wanted to memorize to God's glory. As the Lord says, we should meditate on his word, Psalm 1, 1 1-3, and hide it in our heart, Psalm 119, 11. So this book is a very useful tool in instruction on how to do it. My book source is www.audible.com. I thank you very much for listening to this review. Until next time. Peace be with you.